the voice of the Lord. Why don't you prepare your heart right now for the word of the Lord. Bishop Aston. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. In, in Kenya, we say, Buana Sifiwe. Buana Asifiwe. Buana Asifiwe. Amen. Let's give the Lord a good hand clap. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God bless you. May be seated. I want to say how much I feel privileged this evening to be in the house of God. I always count it a privilege to come to God's house. And I mean a real privilege for me, whether it be in Kenya, in any other country, or in this country, it's a privilege to come to the house of God. I want to give my special honor to the man of God, Ella Regan, and the first lady of this church. I thank God for helping me to make acquaintance with the man of God. And um, I have, through the few years that we've known each other, I've learned to respect this man of God. El Regan is a, is a great man. And I, I want to say to this church, you're privileged. You're blessed to have him as your pastor. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. This is not just public relations talking, but I mean what I say, and I say what I mean. We've had an opportunity to travel together in the country of Zimbabwe, in the country of Botswana, and uh, he has been able to also come to Kenya. And uh, you cannot find among the apostolics any better teacher than the teacher that you have in this church. I have listened, I've made notes while he's teaching the message of one God, water baptism in Jesus' name, and just any topic. And I must say, I have learned a lot through his ministry. And I believe that God has a purpose. God has a purpose for the continent of Africa. And I believe that Elder Regan is going to continue being a great instrument that God is going to use on the continent of Africa. As he travels, let's continue to pray for him and his wife. God will continue to give him wisdom, good health and strength and anointing that he requires to do the work that is set before him. I 
made a very brief trip to the United States and uh, in another one week's time I returned to Kenya. But I'm grateful to God that God allowed me to have an opportunity to come to this church. I feel at home anytime I'm coming here. And that I mean I feel at home. I'm coming to a place that uh, God has done something special in my heart through this church. I bring you special greetings from my wife. She's uh, hoping that one of these days the Lord will make a way for her to be able to come with me here. And um, she said, tell my brothers and my sisters, I love them. I want to say that God is doing a work in East Africa and in Africa as a continent. I want to thank him for what he's doing in the country of Kenya, and particularly in our own local assembly. We have seen over 30 souls baptized in Jesus' name since January this year. I think almost all of them have been baptized in the Holy Spirit. We have a desire and we have a hunger to see a revival in our own local assembly even as we reach out to minister to other souls across the country of Kenya, Rwanda, Uganda, Burundi, Southern Sudan. I request for your prayers for our brothers and sisters who live in Burundi and southern Sudan. These are countries where we have churches. We have people that love the Lord Jesus Christ. And yet, because of poor leadership in their country, they are displaced. Many of them are running as refugees. Many of them are living out of their homes for fear of being killed because of poor political leaders. The country of southern Sudan, if you have followed the history of Sudan, Sudan, the central government is an Islamic government. And for a long time, the Muslim leaders have persecuted the Christians. Because when I say Christians, this is the larger Christian community, not apostolic. Um, they have been put under a lot of suffering and a lot of pain. Until just in the recent years, South Sudan became a sovereign state, being the youngest state to gain its independence from that tyranny of uh, Islamic leaders. Unfortunately, the government was handed over to a people that were not fully prepared to take charge of leadership. The man who fought so much to lead the country of Sudan and gave that country some form of liberation, he died in a helicopter crash not long after they, they not long before or rather after they got the independence. 
Unfortunately, it was right before they got their independence. The man died in a plane crash. Unfortunately, those who took over, they are not fully prepared to lead the country. And today, southern Sudan is going through a very serious civil war. We have brothers and sisters in that country who are today displaced. They have no place to stay. They have no place to go to worship God because of poor leadership. Some of them have been killed. Some of them, their families have been scattered to unknown places. Just in the recent past, Burundi is also having similar problems. A president who has refused to vacate at the end of his constitutional term. And so he has manipulated his uh, psychophants to continue leading that country against the will of the people. As a result, there is civil strife in Burundi. The people are killing each other. The government is killing the people. The president who is there is sending soldiers to butcher anyone that raises a voice because he wants to retain power at any cost. Africa is hurting not because God has forgotten us, but Africa is hurting because of poor leaders, men who are more concerned with power, elements of corruption that are hurt our continent. But I believe that we serve a God who is able. That if we pray for the country of Burundi, and if we pray for the country of Sudan, that God will be able to hear our prayers and heal those lands from the confusion that exists. Our own country, Kenya, we have not been spared. We have suffered recently from the terrorist attack by Islamic militias. As you well may be knowing, we are neighboring a country that has never been stable for a long time, Somali. And so the country of Somali, we have Al-Shabaab, which is a, a religious wing of Al-Qaeda. Not long ago, they came and attacked a university college. They came very early in the morning, found Christian students who were praying in the morning around 5 a.m. They killed all those students who were in the chapel praying. This Muslim fundamentalist uh, terrorist group, they had done the surveillance, they had done the intelligence uh, work in advance. And they knew that these Christian students pray every morning before they start the classes. And so they came at that early morning hours and killed over 20 Christian students who were praying. They just sprayed bullets and killed all of them. They proceeded into the hostels. And in the hostels, before our security forces could do anything, because they even killed the security forces who were guarding the gates, so they called in reinforcement from Nairobi. This is in the northern part of the country. 
before the security forces arrived, they had killed 148 students, non-Muslim students. I thank God for the patience of the Christian community. Had it not been because of sober leadership among the Christian community, our country today would be in a religious war. Christians fighting against Muslims. And I believe that is what they are pushing us to do. But we have refused to yield to their pressure and we believe that God is going to be able to help us so that we do that which is right. Amen? 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 Amen. And so, we are thankful to God that God is doing a work in the country. In the midst of all that confusion, God is still doing a work. Two weeks ago, a week before I came to this country, we, I sent some of our pastors to a, ci a city or rather a town not very far from Kenya-Sudan border, a place called Kapenguria. They were going there. I was supposed to go myself a seminar, but because of other schedules, I could not make it. So I asked some of our pastors to go and teach the seminar. While they were teaching this seminar, there was a man from one of the most backward tribes in my country. This is uh, a tribe that is a sub-tribe of the Kalenjin community a tribe that is nomadic, a tribe that don't even believe in living in houses, they live in bushes, they eat fruits, and raw animals, raw animals that they kill. This tribe is called the Pocot. One man from that community came to this seminar. At the end of the seminar, he asked the pastor, he said, can these men please come to my village. Well, to get to the village, they live in some kind of shacks like the Maasai's, bombers, little, little just things like anthills, smeared with cow dung. And some of them don't even live in the, those sheds. They just live under the bushes. And, and, and so these men were a bit reluctant, but they said, yeah, we will go. So they hired the services of motorcycles because there's no proper road that goes into those places. They got there, they found the man had put together about 20 people, mostly young men. These are young men who have been engaged in cattle rustling. They do not call stealing of cattle, they call it cattle rustling. That is what they do. That is their trade. So these men began to teach these people, and this man was interpreting. And in a span of about one hour, these eight young men received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And they took them to a river, and they baptized eight of them in Jesus' name. The leader of that group made a request to these pastors. 
he said, can you talk to your bishop to please come and help us build a church here, a tin roof church. Now they themselves, they live in sheds and in just bushes. But he said, we just need a tin roof church. Because if we get a tin roof church, then we can use it as a school. And would you please send us somebody to teach us how to read and to write and let them use the Bible as the textbook. To me, that is a big miracle. And I believe God is going to do a work among the Pokotis. The Pokot, they are like the Maasai. The Maasai are warriors. The Pokotis are also warriors. They are a sub-tribe of the Maasai. And I believe God is beginning to do a work among them. When I return home, I'm trusting God that God's going to help us to go to Pokot. And I'm believing God we are going to be able to put a tin roof church. This is just you cut trees, poles, 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 and you give them a shed where we can bring them and send Swahili Bibles. We're going to use somebody who knows that language, who can understand Swahili well, and will translate those literature into their own vernacular. And I'm believing God is going to do a great work. I want to thank this church for your faithful prayers for our country Kenya, not only Kenya, Uganda, Rwanda, Burundi. We also have churches in the Democratic Republic of Congo. And God is just doing our work across the continent of Africa. I want to thank you for your prayers and for your financial support, which has helped us to be able to reach areas like the Pocot, where we just reached a few weeks ago. These are people who believe in spirits of ancestors. These are people who do not know God. The only type of a church that you can find within such areas would be a Catholic church. And as well, I know you know that a Catholic is teaching nothing. They are purely um, a, a social organization that just helps people but not preaching the truth. And I thank God that the truth of the gospel is reaching people that do not know God. I ask the Lord tonight to help me to be able to have something that I can share with the church tonight. And I want to believe that God will help me to, to, to speak to you and to leave a word that will be a blessing to somebody tonight. I want to read from the book of Matthew chapter number 18. Matthew 18. Verse number 18. 
The scripture says, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever ye shall lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And again I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth on touching anything that shall I, that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. I want to speak just for a short while on God giving to the church divine authority, divine power. Let's just thank him for his word. Father, we are grateful to you for helping us, for ministering to us, O oh Jehovah God. Thank you for thy word. Thank you for the truth. Thank you, Lord God, for the truth. Thank you for the word of God that you have given to us to strengthen us, O oh God. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. God bless you. you. May be seated. I personally draw comfort. I draw strength. I draw a lot of encouragement from the word of God. And I have often wondered if we did not have the word, what kind of confusion would the church be going through? Because we will not have a road map as to where we are coming from and to where we are going. The scripture says God is not an author of confusion. Everything God does, he does it in an orderly manner. And where there is confusion, God is not present because God does not operate in a chaotic environment. God operates in an orderly environment. Jesus promised the building of the church. During his earthly ministry, speaking to his disciples, he posed the question, he said, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And then they suggested different things that people think he is. They said, some say you are John the Baptist. Others say you are Jeremiah. Others say you are Elijah. Others say you are just but one of the prophets. But then Jesus turned to his disciples and he said, I've heard what people out there are saying that I am. What they think that I am. But you that are with me, do you know who I am? And one of the disciples, Simon Peter, said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the Most Living God. Jesus said to him, 
this revelation of knowing who I am has not been revealed to you by flesh and blood. But it's by the Spirit of God that you have gotten the revelation of who I am. And then upon this knowledge, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against that church. He did not say that the gates of hell shall not rise against the church. The gates of hell will try to rise up against the church. The devil is going to try to wage a war against the church of the living God. But as we were singing today, the promises of God. God has promised the church and given the church an assurance that regardless of what the devil does, the church is not on the losing end. But the church is on the winning end. We are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ who strengthens us. The Bible tells me if God be for us, who can be against us? So it has to settle in my mind. It has to settle in my spirit I have to be totally convinced that I am in the church that does not fail. I'm in the church that is on the winning side. We are winners and not losers. Because he that is in us is greater than he that is in the world. So I am convinced, I am persuaded. That I am a conqueror through Jesus Christ who strengthens me. And so, as Jesus was coming to the end of his earthly ministry, he spoke to his disciples. And he told them that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And then he said, and you, my disciples, you are going to be my witnesses of the things that you have seen, the things that I have said to you, and the things that I have done. And then he said, I am going to send the promise of my father upon you. But you tarry in Jerusalem until ye be endured with power from above. What Jesus was saying is that you cannot preach this gospel in this perverted world. You're not going to be able to preach the gospel in the world full of demonic spirits. In a world that is full of opposition. Until you be endured with divine authority. So you turn in Jerusalem. And when you turn in Jerusalem. I will send the promise of the father. I will send the promise of the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes. He shall empower you to be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and even unto the uttermost parts of the earth. 
I want to thank God tonight that God did not leave the church powerless. But God gave to the church the power of the Holy Spirit. And when we receive the power of the Holy Spirit, we are endured with divine authority. We have more power than the power of the prince of darkness. Thank God for the power of the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus said, Whatsoever ye shall bind on earth, shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever ye shall lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. That's the kind of power the church has. The church has a message that sets people free. We have the message, we have the name that is above every name. And there are people in our world today that are bound in sin. There are people in our world today that are bound in their traditions. There are people in our world today that are under the chains of evil spirits. But the church has been endured with power. The church has been given the most powerful message that the world can be delivered upon the delivery of the message that we have. Our gospel does not come in word only, but it comes in power and with much assurance. We have the saving message. We have the saving gospel. The message of the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ is dynamic. It's a dynamite. It is a power that delivers the bound. It is a power that heals the sick. It's a power that gives to the hopeless hope. Thank God that God has not left this church a weakling church. But God has given us the flow of the spirit of God. And when we go in the spirit of God, we are able to subdue every opposition. We are able to subdue every power of darkness. Yes, demons are going to rise up against the church. But the church is endured with a power from above. Go in the name of Jesus Christ. And the sound of the name of Jesus Christ. Demons tremble at the sound of the name of Jesus. The bound are delivered at the sound of the name of Jesus Christ. Those that are living a hopeless life, they receive hope. I am persuaded, I am convinced that we have the true message. That we have the word of hope. That we have the word that delivers the bound. That we have the word that the hungry people out there are waiting for. There are people all over in Africa and in America and in other parts of the world that are hungry for something real. They are hungry for something true. But the church has the real message. We know who Jesus is. We have the bread of life. We have the living water that the world outside there are yearning for. I want to tell somebody here tonight, don't let the devil intimidate you. 
Don't let the devil make you feel inferior. You are not inferior. You are superior to the devil because God is in you and God is with you and God is going to go with you. He said, go and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And he said, Lo, I will go with you even up to the end of the earth. We don't go just by ourselves. God accompanies us everywhere we go. Every time we preach the message of deliverance, every time we preach the gospel message to the people, Jesus Christ stands with us and he backs every word with divine authority. Jesus said, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. He has come down here to cause chaos. He has come down here to let people live a life of confusion. There are people outside here that are being fed fake gospel message. People that are hungry. And they are being fed on stuff that is not real. But the church of the living God has the real message. We have the message of one faith. We have the message of one baptism. We have the message of one God. We have the message of hope. And the devil would like us to feel like we are nothing. We are a nobody. But I want to assure somebody here tonight that one person, one apostolic believing saint is more than 10,000 false preachers. One prophet Elijah was able to withstand against the false prophets of Baal. One man of God withstood many, many false prophets and he called a fire from heaven and the fire came down and consumed the sacrifice of one servant of God. God will stand with you if you take heart and you say God you promise you will not leave us you will never forsake me every time I go somewhere to tell people about this truth oh God let me have your favor let me have your grace let me have your anointing God will give you the words to say God will give you the anointing that you require and thank God that anointing breaks the yoke of sin anointing drives away the power of darkness anointing will break the chains that are binding people and we have a name that is above every name and at the name of Jesus Christ demons flee the bound are set free the sick are healed the blinders are open at the sound of the name of Jesus Christ I want to assure somebody here tonight that God is able to use you in a dynamic way. You may be one that is not eloquent in speech. You may not know every corner of the Bible, every verse in the book. But if you have the Holy Spirit, 
The Holy Spirit in you is able to speak to the dead, dry bones. And God is able to create a movement among the dead, dry bones. And God is able to begin to form and collect them together. And God is able to send the spirit of life into dead situations. We have a God that speaks life where there is no life. We have a God that speaks light where there is darkness. We have a God that speaks hope where there is hopelessness. I want to assure somebody here tonight that God has not left us powerless, but God has endured us with power that comes from above and the power of the Holy Spirit is so mighty to the pulling down of every stronghold of the devil. Somebody shout hallelujah. Jesus said, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpent and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. I want to tell somebody here tonight, don't be afraid. When God leads you to go to a certain place, you go in faith. You go in confidence. There's no powers of darkness that can subdue you because he has given you power to tread on serpent, power to tread on scorpions, and over all the powers of darkness. And there's nothing that will hurt you by any means. We are covered under the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. There is innumerable number of angels that are surrounding the children of God. You are surrounded. You are secure. You are protected. David said, yea, though I walk through the shadow of the valley of death, I will fear no evil. For thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I want to thank God that even at the moment when we are going through the darkest hour of our time, God is always going to be with us. God's going to stand with us. We are secure. We are protected. We are covered by the power of the spirit of God and the devil can do you no harm we have power in God to the pulling down of every stronghold of the devil we can step into the territory of the devil and walk there and overcome the powers of darkness because we serve a mighty God we serve a mighty God Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What he did for his disciples, he's able to do for us. But we must stay focused on him. We must keep our faith in him. That substance of things out for the evidence of things not seen, without which it is impossible to please God. As our brother was leading the service here, he said, if you have a faith just as a little grain of a master seed, you can speak to the mountain and the mountain shall be removed. Oh, thank God that faith works. 
and faith still works. And if you have faith in God even today, you can step into a place where the devil seems to have taken over and one person can set a village free. One man from America can come to Africa in the country of Zimbabwe and can see hundreds of people being baptized in Jesus' name and getting the revelation of the truth of who Jesus is. That Jesus Christ is not the second or the third person in the so-called Trinity, but he is the Alpha and the Omega. He's the first and he's the last. He is the Word which was in the beginning with God, the Word which was with God, and the Word which was God. And God can open the eyes of people who are bound in their traditions to see the revelation of who Jesus is. To see the revelation of what a baptism in Jesus' name. God can still do that using you as one individual to step in an area that the devil may seem to have taken captive. And God can use you to give you a testimony and set that village free. And you will hear people in that area scream with a joy. Say, I don't care what you say about the man that came here. But one thing I do know. I was blind, but now I see. I was lame, but now I walk. I was dead, but now I'm alive. And I'm alive and alive forevermore. Thank God for people that are not afraid to step out by faith and declare that Jesus Christ is still the Savior. Jesus Christ is still the Lord. Jesus Christ is still saves and he still keeps and he's all powerful he said all power in heaven and on earth is given unto me Jesus still has all power he has power in America he has power in Africa because he is God the omnipresent Just don't be afraid. Don't let the devil intimidate you. Then let nobody discourage you. Look at a great God that we serve. If this God could stand with Elijah, one prophet, against the prophets of Baal, he can stand with you against many prophets of the charismatic world. And people will get to know that Jesus Christ is still Lord of Lords. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the mighty God. He's the everlasting Father. He has given the church divine authority. The same authority he held, he has given to the church. Just after he came from the Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus came down and a man came to him and said, Master, I beseech thee, look upon my son. For he is my only child. And the devil is tormenting him. The spirit taketh him and suddenly crieth out. And he teareth him that he formeth again. And bruising him hardly departed from him. 
I want you to know the devil is not a friend. The devil is a destroyer. He came to steal and to kill. His work is to create confusion. His work is to bring confusion among married couples. His work is to bring dissension in the church. His work is to bring hate and bickering so that we lose our focus. But oh God help us to stay focused on the course. The course is bigger than any one of us. And the course is the saving of the souls. The Bible says what can it benefit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul. I want to submit tonight if there was only one person on planet earth, Jesus Christ would still have left his throne in heaven and robbed himself in the human flesh and come down and die the death of the shame of the cross to save one person. He said, if you believe on him, you will not perish, but you'll have everlasting life. But the devil came to steal. The devil has no truth in him. He's a liar from the very beginning. Everything he does, he comes to destroy. He comes to cause confusion. He comes to bruise. He comes to bring sorrow. But Jesus brings hope. Jesus brings joy. Jesus brings peace. Jesus brings joy unspeakable. That's the kind of a God I serve. I don't serve a God of chaos. I serve a God of order. I don't serve a weak God. I serve a great God. I serve a powerful God. And my God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all, we think or ask, according to the power that he has given to the church. I want the devil to know he has no power over the church of the living God. He has no power over the children of God. He has no power over our bodies. He has no power over our spirit. Our God is bigger than the devil. This parent cried. I hate the devil with a passion. When I think the pain that he causes people to go through. One child alone, but the devil had taken his hand and put on him. Causing him to go through a lot of pain, cutting himself, bruising him, causing him to fall. Sometimes even into the fire, causing him to do things that the parent felt heartbroken. Then he brought this child to the disciples who were supposed to be the light of the world, who were supposed to help him, who are representatives of Jesus Christ. And the disciples did nothing. They just looked at the situation, and the situation seemed impossible. But Jesus Christ came by. And so Jesus cast out that demon instantly. And this young man was made whole. And the disciples asked, how come? 
We were not able to cast out this devil. The man said, I brought him to these people and they were not able to help. I want this church to hear this. There are people out here. Their only hope is in the church. Their only help can come from the believers here. But do we believe in the power that God has given us? Do we believe that we have authority in God? Do we believe that God has given us a divine authority to walk in a place where people are possessed with the evil spirits and walk out when they are delivered in the name of Jesus Christ? In our continent, we see a lot of demoniac manifestations. We went to a village near Lake Victoria. We were preaching the gospel. And all of a sudden, a woman started going through convulsions. And I sensed that she was possessed with the numerous demons. I told the people that were there, let us worship God. Everyone lift up your hands and worship God. But there was a lady that decided to step outside the door with a little young one in her hands. What she didn't realize is that demons are powerful. Demons can destroy. Demons can kill. And as this woman, we began to cast out that evil spirits out of her. They began to leave screaming. And all of a sudden, some of the demons entered that little baby. Of a mother was playing outside the door of the church. The force of the demon was so powerful that it hit that baby as a gun, as a bullet. And the baby flew outside the hand of the mother and fell down and the baby died. And the mother began to scream, my baby, my baby. I told some of the men, bring that baby. The baby was lifeless. I want to tell you this is a true story of what God did. We began to pray over that child. And around that time, many villagers came to see what was happening. The mother was screaming, my baby, my baby. And people who are not even in the service came to see and to hear what was going on. God was simply providing an opportunity for us to preach the truth to a bigger crowd. We laid our hands on that baby and spoke against that demon. And the spirit left that baby. The baby jacked and screamed. And the demon left that baby. And outside the church was a cat. And the spirit entered the cat. And the cat died Instantly. But it was an opportunity for the people who came to know that we serve a real God. We serve a living God. We serve a powerful God. We serve a God that is able. Now I want to say here tonight that God in Africa 
is not a different God in this place. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What he did in the days of the apostles, he is able to do in Africa. He is able to do in America because the Holy Spirit that we have received is the same Spirit. We are all baptized into the same Spirit. And God is at work in these last days. God is moving in a mighty way in these last days. But where are the people that will say we want to operate in divine unction? We want to operate with divine authority. I don't want to miss my opportunity to operate in the spirit of God. Help us, God. Hallelujah. If you can only plug yourself in God, if you can only open your eyes and see the great God that we serve, sometimes there is a veil that comes on our eyes, a veil that blocks us from exercising our faith in God. And that was the veil that was in the eyes of the young man that was with the prophet Elisha. They were in a state of warfare. They were attacked and confronted by an enemy. But the man of God was not moved because he knew he was covered. He was protected by the divine authority of God. There was innumerable number of angels that were encamping around Elisha and the people that were with him. But there was a young man that was veiled. He could not see what the God they served was able to do. And so as the young man went outside, he came back terrified. He said, we are surrounded by the enemy. We can't make it. There are too many. They are going to destroy us and kill us. But thank God for a man of God that operated in the spirit. A man that could tell the young man, come here, come here. And he laid his hands on him. And he said, God open his eyes. That he might see that they that are for us are more than our enemies. And when the man of God prayed for this young man, his eyes were opened. And he saw a great army on the side of the people of God. I want to tell us tonight, we have a great army on our side. Michael and Gabriel are on our side. Every angelic host of God is on our side. We are the conquering team. We are the winning church. Because we are the church of the living God. The church that he said, upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. God, open my eyes to see. We operate in a world where demoniac spirits, demon spirits, 
often manifest themselves in the presence of God. And one after the other, we cast them out in the name of Jesus Christ. There are rarely a service that we go to where we don't see people that are possessed with demon spirits being set free. What God is doing in Africa, he can do here. What God did for the disciples, he can do for us. But we must let our faith rise up and see the greatness of God. Look at the God that we serve and realize this is a God that could make a way in the middle of the sea. When the children of Israel had reached the end of the road, God made a way and the children of Israel walked on a dry land. And that same sea swallowed the armies of Pharaoh. We are looking at a God that can take a lunch of a young man and provide for thousands of people to eat and still be left of us. We are talking of a God that stood with Joshua at war and Joshua commanded the sun to be stand still and the sun obeyed. We are looking at a God that was with Moses. The God that stood with Jeremiah. The God that stood with Joshua. The God that stood with Gideon. The God that stood with all the patriarchs. The God that was with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Is the same God that you and I serve tonight. And he wants to endure somebody in this place with great faith. Faith that refuses to take no for an answer. Faith that cannot be subjected. Faith that rises above any storm that comes in your life. And I don't know who I'm speaking to, but I'm speaking to somebody in this building. If you can just plug yourself in God and say, God, I want to feel that divine unction. I want to be a soul winner, but I want to go in the spirit. I want your spirit to direct me to somebody somewhere, somehow. You can see the wonders of God. And you will see the workings of the Holy Spirit. It's not the working of a man, but it's the working of God. And God still works. All he's looking for is a vessel. Is looking for a person, one person that God can pour his anointing upon. And somebody can walk out and say, God, I want to operate in your spirit. I want to operate in your divine authority. I want to walk in, in shopping malls. And I want to stand at the door of the shopping mall and declare victory and claim that shopping mall. And God is able to do it. God is looking for people that can walk in a residential area, whether it be a gated residential area, and circle it like, 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 like Joshua circled the city of Jericho and say, God, this city is coming down from the hands of the devil. This residential place is going to come down. And God is able to do it. If he did it for Joshua, he can do it for you. 
It was not in the power of Joshua. Joshua did not have to operate in the power of the human ability and human strength and human mind. He had to operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. He had to operate in the realm of faith. He had to operate on complete surrender to the word of God. And Jericho came down. And these gated communities are going to come to the knowledge of the apostolic truth. Just speak it. Believe it. Walk the life. And let God do it. And God is able. Just say a word to me, Jesus. Hallelujah to God. Just say a word. Let me walk to that gated community. Let me walk around in the name of Jesus Christ and claim that promise. This is not fanaticism. This is a reality. This is factual. Those who looked at Joshua and the armies of Israel, the children of Israel, as they were walking around Jericho, they thought they were out of their mind. But oh, Ramashaka, they were operating in the spirit. They were operating in a realm that the world does not understand. And on the seventh day, at the seventh sound, God brought the walls of Jericho tumbling down. And he's still the same God. He still retains the same power. But there's got to be some Joshua's. God give us some Gideons. Give us some Gideons. Give us 300 men that are willing to obey the leader, that are willing to obey the voice of God and see what God is able to do. Divine authority. And as I close, I want somebody to tap into that source of power. I want your faith to see a big God I want your faith to focus on some gated community in this place. I want you to make a write that community on a piece of paper. And I want you to pray over that paper every day. And see what God is going to do. God is fixing to do for this church a new thing. I feel it in my spirit. God is fixing to do it. Hello, Yaka. He no more seteya. As these elders sacrifices his time to go to Zimbabwe and Africa to help us, God is fixing to do a new thing in this place.
But God is asking, where is the man, where is the woman that is willing to step forward in faith and say, God, use me for your glory. Use me for your glory, God. Let me see the greatness of God. Let me see your sovereignty. Let me experiment with your divine authority. And if you are here, why don't you step to this altar quickly? Let God be God. Let every man be a liar, but God be true. He's fixing to do it. He's fixing to do it. He's fixing to do it. He's fixing to use you. He's fixing to do a miracle. And if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you need the Holy Ghost. Because you cannot operate in the realm of the Spirit without the power of the Holy Ghost. You cannot operate in the realm of the Spirit without the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't want to be like the sons of Siva that said, Paul, Paul, Jesus Christ that Paul preaches. And the devil said, Paul we know and Jesus we know. And who are you? I want to operate in the spirit. Come on brother, raise up your hands. Think of a, a, a gated community. Think of a place that you want to, to, to commit your life to that place. Let God be God. Let God use you to reach somebody. Let God use you to set free a whole gated community. I speak by faith in the name of Jesus. I speak a miracle in the name of Jesus. I speak revival in the name of Jesus. I speak revival in the name of Jesus Christ. I speak souls in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, increase our faith. Come on, call on that name. Call, call, call on that name in your spirit. Circle that village in your spirit. Circle that residential area in your spirit. Circle it. Walk around it. Believe God and God is going to do a great work.
me, touch my heart, speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Oh, yeah, you can use anything, Lord, use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my hands, take my feet, touch my heart, speak through me. If you can use anything, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, use me. If you can use anything, Lord, use me. Take my hands, take my feet, touch my heart, speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Oh, yeah, if you can use anything, Lord, use me. If you can use anything, Lord, use me me. Take my hands, take my feet, touch my heart, speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, use me. Oh, let's love the Lord right now. Let's praise him right now. Hallelujah. Thank you for the word we've heard tonight, Jesus. Thank you for the word we have heard tonight, Jesus. My, 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 my. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Bishop Aston, for obeying the Holy Ghost tonight. I felt such a witness of the Holy Ghost. As he began to talk about God doing something new around here, 
I felt the witness of the Holy Ghost. That wasn't just another man talking. That was the spirit of prophecy at work. I felt it. Praise God. God has made yet another promise to this assembly. He's renewed his promise to us. It's going to happen, church. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. But we've got to get out there and claim that promise. We've got to get out there and claim that promise. Amen. Don't just be a hearer of this word tonight. Has anybody got a community in your mind? You got a, you got a neighborhood in your mind? Anybody got a neighborhood in your mind right now? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got one in my mind. I'm telling you, I've got one in my mind, and I'm going to write it down, and I'm going to do what the man of God said. I'm going to pray over it every day. Amen. And I'm getting ready to head to Africa tomorrow, but as soon as I get home, I, I, I'm just telling you, I'm going to be making frequent trips to that neighborhood. I'm going to be driving through it. I may park somewhere and walk through it, as long as they don't call the police on me. Praise God. Amen. If they do, I'll just preach to the policemen. Praise God. Amen. You know, uh, history says, history says that the Apostle Paul, when he was in prison, they couldn't keep one guard with him for very long because he didn't end up converting them. And so they had to constantly change the guards to keep him from converting all of the guards that were there watching over him. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, I don't mind starting a prison ministry, but I'm not real interested in starting one from the inside right now. Amen. That's what God wants. That's fine. But uh, I'm hoping he wants me to do it from the outside. Praise God. But I certainly, certainly have a community in mind. And, and church, again, don't just be a hearer of this. Don't just be a hearer of this. Put it into practice. Do something about it. Spend some days fasting specifically, specifically for that community, for that neighborhood. Amen. Amen. And just watch and see. God, God will open a door. God will send somebody from that community to cross your path. I'm telling you, it'll happen. It'll happen. Amen. Praise God. And you know, all it takes, all it takes really is one person from a community, from a neighborhood, receiving the Holy Ghost and being excited about it, and they turn that whole neighborhood upside down. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you so very, very much. Amen. As I said, my wife and I are leaving out tomorrow. Um, I forget. I always forget what time we fly out, but I think we fly out about 2 o'clock which means we'll need to be at the airport by about noon tomorrow. Um, and uh, probably take the bishop to get some good barbecue tomorrow. That's kind of what I'm thinking. If he's up to that, we may go get the best barbecue in the United States of America. That's what Yahoo said. Did you know that? Yahoo just said, Joe's is the best in America. Voted number one in the USA. And uh, to me, there was never any competition, but, but uh, anyhow, so we may take him and let him enjoy the best barbecue in the United States of America while he's here, and then head on to the airport. From there, uh, we will be gone until uh, we get back home sometime on Tuesday, the 16th of June. Brother uh, 
Tolstad is going to be taking care of the services while we're gone. And he's very capable. You know that. This church knows him, loves him. They've been a blessing to this church. They're getting ready. I don't guess I'm letting the cat out of the bag, but they're, they're getting ready to make a move here in just a few weeks. And um, so we want to take advantage of them while we're here. And so I've asked him if he would just uh, preach each service while I'm gone, take care of things in my absence. And he has agreed to do that and appreciate it very, very much. So the church is going to be in good hands while we are gone. Do pray for us. Uh, our conference begins next Wednesday, runs Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Bishop Howard is going to be preaching there. Now, this is going to be a little bit different conference. Uh, I think I've explained this to you, but, you know, every June we go back hoping to pull together all of those that we've already converted. And that's the major goal for the June conference. We're really not going uh, for the sake necessarily of winning new folks, uh, although that generally happens every time we go as well. And, and that's fine. I'm sure not complaining, and I'll take all of them God will give us. But just so you know kind of how to pray and what's going on, this is really more about helping those that have already accepted the truth because there is so much more they need to learn. There's so much more they need to grasp. Besides just baptism in Jesus' name, the oneness of God, and the few holiness principles that we've been able to share with them, those things are essential. They're crucial. But there is more that we've got to put into them. And so we try to have this June conference every year uh, to go and strengthen them, to bring them back together and to strengthen them. So pray for us. Uh, some of you want to fast during those days. My wife and I have already been fasting leading up to this conference. And if, if you would like to take a day or so to fast uh, beginning Wednesday now, it's Wednesday, I think, at 9.30. I don't have the schedule in front of me. I think it starts at 9 or 9.30 on Wednesday morning. Uh, that is about 2.30 in the morning here in the United States. So they are seven hours ahead of us right now. Uh, it all depends on the time change. Sometimes when we go, it's seven hours. Sometimes it's eight hours. They don't change their clocks over there. They're smart. I wish we'd quit changing ours here. Anyhow, uh, some of you that have good connections with Barack Obama, why don't you tell him to see about getting something done, would you? Um, anyhow, so we will be heading out tomorrow. Do pray for us. Um, pray that God will keep his hand on us. My wife and I are the only ones that are going tomorrow. The rest of the team all leaves on Monday. And Brother Ogle is going again, Brother Stevens is going again, and Bishop Howard is going. This will be his first time there. It's crucial, I believe, for him to go be a part of this and see it for himself. But do pray for all of the team as they are traveling. As I've said many, many times, God didn't just choose me to do this work. He chose this church. And your prayers, your contributions, your burden, your sacrifice is as much a part of what's going on there as what I'm doing. And I need your prayers, I need the strength of your prayers to do the things that I've got to do while I'm there. So please, please keep us in prayer. And then we'll be back, as I said, I think it's Tuesday the 16th of June. We will be back. Praise God. Um, the ministry team will have access to me as long as the internet works. Uh, it's very, very week and in and um, uh, 
sporadic the internet service in the apartments where we're going to be staying. Um, but you can usually reach me by email. At some point it comes on, it gets pretty strong, and I can get a few emails. And uh, But the ministry team will have access to me if necessary. And it, it, uh, it might be good, it might be good if maybe by Sunday we have on the bulletin board again a list of the phone numbers uh, so that the folks make sure you've got the numbers of, of our ministers here uh, so that should you need something, should there uh, a situation arise, you can get in touch with them. Praise God. Hallelujah. God's got some good things in store for us. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. God's got some good, good things in store for this church. I believe it with all of my heart. Praise God. We appreciate Bishop Aston. Uh, we're going to be helping him even more. We are sending a monthly offering, but I told him today, I know they've got a number of projects they're trying to raise funds for. We're going to give him an offering tonight, give him a personal offering, but then give him an offering as well to help his work in Kenya and some of those projects that they are endeavoring to accomplish there because we believe in what this man's doing. Been there and seen it with my own eyes, and I'm telling you, God has blessed this man abundantly. They've got a beautiful, beautiful church building in Nairobi, and God has blessed them. I was privileged to be there for the dedication of that building, and God has blessed them, and it's, it's because of a man. It really is. God is not moved until a man cares. That's just the way it is. God's not moved until a man cares. Uh, otherwise, every church would have, every city would have an apostolic church. But every city doesn't have an apostolic church. Right here in the Kansas City metro, many cities do not have apostolic churches of any kind. And there are literally tens of thousands of people that don't even have a church in their city. And uh, why? Why? Well, no man has cared yet. But that's going to change. That's going to change. Because there's a man right here that cares. And I'm praying God sends somebody to those cities. And God's going to do it. God's going to do it. If we have to raise them up ourselves and put them there, God's going to do it. Hallelujah. All right. All right. Any other announcements that I need to make? Brother Jared is not here. If there's any youth announcements, I don't know. He had to work. They shipped him off for work. And uh, so I don't know if there's anything crucial that needs to be announced uh, tonight. Sister Merriman's team this weekend to clean. Okay, the youth's doing a dinner Sunday night to help them towards heritage. So just so you're aware of that, plan on that, and uh, come prepared for that. All right. Uh, the only other thing that I can tell you, church, is what I tell you every time I leave. Please understand, the devil is going to work in my absence. Just know it. Just know it. All right? Just just enter, don't, don't walk in afraid. We've heard it tonight. We've got authority over the devil. The devil should not be able to do the things that he does. And I've said many times, the Bible says he's seeking whom he may devour. Not can devour, but may devour. There is a difference between can and may. Can speaks of ability. May speaks of permission. 
And it's not whom the devil has the ability to devour. It's whom he has permission to devour. And who gives him that permission? <laughs> Hallelujah. So don't give him permission, all right? Don't let it. When things crop up and you get mad at some other saint in the church, just wait a minute, wait. This is, it's not them. It's the devil, right? And when you come to church and you feel like just sitting because the pastor's not here and it's pre-service prayer and you don't really feel like lifting your voice, understand what's going on, all right? Get a spiritual awareness about you. Don't have dead church while I'm gone. Don't have dead church while I'm gone. Nothing is more disheartening to me than when I get that email, and whether you know it or not, I get an email after every service. If I don't get one, I will email one of the preachers and say, okay, I didn't hear from you. What's going on? So I will find out after every service, and nothing is more disheartening than when they say, well, they were kind of dead tonight. Don't, don't let me get any of those emails while I'm gone, all right? Would you make up your mind? We're not going to get any of those emails while I'm gone. Every email I get, we had good church. We had good church. Worship was great. Pre-service prayer was great. The response to the preaching was great. Somebody received the Holy Ghost. Somebody got baptized in Jesus' name. That's the emails I want to get while I'm gone. So pray a little harder, push a little harder, worship a little harder, knowing you've got to help make up the difference because the devil's going to do what he can when the shepherd is away. He's going to try to take advantage of the flock. It's just a fact. It's a fact. But he doesn't have the power to do it unless you willingly succumb to him. So don't be willing. We heard it tonight. We heard it tonight. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. The power that's in you is greater than everything the devil tries to throw at you. You just have to use that power. Amen. Amen. Somebody made the analogy one time, and some of you don't understand it. They said, you know, it's like having the most powerful computer in the world, and all you're doing with it is playing solitaire. That's kind of the way some of us are with our spiritual experience. We've got the greatest power in the world living inside of us. But every time the devil wants to slap us around, we just stick our face out there and say, here you go, slap me. Don't let it happen. Don't let it happen. Have good church while I'm gone, will you? How about the rest of you? Will you have good church while I'm gone? All right, all right. Now, you've, you've promised to God. You've promised to God. Standing in his house with all these witnesses here. So I'm going to hold you to that promise. Praise God. God bless you. We love you dearly. Do keep us in your prayers. Be sure and greet Bishop Aston. Let him know what a blessing he was to us tonight. Very busy man. He's only been in the States for, it'll be a week tomorrow. I know how that feels. I know he's weary. He's been traveling. He's been in church just about every night since he got here. And he flies out tomorrow to Houston, I think. And um, so he's just continuing to stay busy, but let him know you appreciate the fact that he sacrificed enough to come and be with us tonight. Didn't you enjoy that? Weren't you blessed by that? More than enjoying it, we're blessed by it. We're blessed by it. Amen. Amen.
God bless you. Greet one another in the fear of God. You are dismissed in Jesus' name. There will be youth service Saturday night. There will be youth service Saturday night. Jared will be back home. So there will be youth service Saturday night.